0: In a world where darkness reigns supreme, two brothers forge an alliance, tackle the horrors of the world, creep on the collectors, and discuss the macabre. It's brothers. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Brothers Grimm edition of Fatal Follower presents. I am joined, as always, by the other half, Captain Creature himself, Travis.
1: Hello. It's good
0: to be back in the uh, the Fatal Follower Brothers Grimm uh, vibe.
1: The terror dome. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, the
0: mecha dome.
1: Yeah. Um, so before so, we uh, before we started recording, I was like mink stole in a uh, desperate living. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> you just kind of uh, you kind of uh, were uh, just almost assassinated. It seems, yeah.
1: brat, brat, brat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, We we hire a, a good little neighborly boy, and uh, he tried to assassinate me through the window. Now uh, he picked up a rock because uh, we have rocks in our backyard and shit. You know the uh the lawnmower picked up a rock and like threw it through our fucking um our sliding glass door. <laughs> so that was quite a shock.
0: Damn. Yeah. Imagine like if we were recording and you, there's just like a gunshot in the background.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking Jr. Getting killed. <laughs> 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 well, it's I'm like, like- an Agatha Christie story, and then in the end, you find out that it's super lame, and it's just a kid with a with a uh, lawnmower.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I'm glad that you survived your near-assassination attempt. I did. While you were doing that, I was running off the pancake and fried chicken dinner I made earlier. <laughs> there, was, there was some sort of, like, spirit that entered my body where I was sitting there on the couch, and I was like, I think I'm going to make some fried chicken. And then while I was making this chicken, I was like, hmm, I have pancakes. Let's make pancakes, too. <laughs> not, not sure why, but here we are.
1: Uh, so you you dig like I've never been able to get into like fried chicken and waffles and you know like sweet and like sweet and uh, salty or whatever. Like uh, we went to the fair recently and I, people were getting like um, like the donut hamburgers and shit. Oh yeah, those I'm like, <laughs> see you have tried those.
0: Yeah, uh Gabe and I, we went to the fair with uh dad and Sharon right before we moved to Massachusetts a mm-hmm. few years ago. And uh we we tried that and we tried the uh pork stuffed baked potato bombs that they had. Oh my God. After Holy that shit. burger with the donuts, uh it was like we we were about to kick dad out of his wheelchair and use his motorized wheelchair <laughs> around the Holy shit. around the fair. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I do love that. I um uh, you know, I think me and you agree and if Rose and Katie Kerr is listening, uh you're wrong because pancakes are the best. Uh but I think me and you agree though about pancakes. Like pancakes are just awesome and Oh yeah. They're next I, I, level. Next level. I like waffles and fried chicken, but I think pancakes are better because well, you can make shapes with your pancakes. So you can always make like a Jason hockey mask with your pancakes. <laughs> you can have a little bit of sweet, a little bit of salty and a little bit of blood. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, so it's been an exciting day, needless to say.
1: It has been, yeah. yeah. It was
0: kind of like a Nicolas Cage kind of day. Like you ever those days where you just like want to sit in your car and like scream. Like Nicolas Cage?
1: Or like a Fred Durst kind of day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a rough day. Uh, Yeah, so speaking of Nicolas Cage... Prisoners of Ghostland, Uh, the trailer dropped, which was gnarly. So you got to check that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, The synopsis reads, it's in the treacherous frontier city of Samurai Town. A ruthless bank robber gets sprung from jail by a wealthy warlord whose adopted granddaughter has gone missing. He offers the prisoner his freedom in exchange for retrieving the runaway. Strapped into a leather suit that will self-destruct in five days the bandit sets off on a journey to find the young woman in his own path to redemption. So that kind of sounds like my day. Sounds like your day. Uh, Prisoners of Ghostland, it comes out September 17th. Uh, What do you think of the, I I know you checked out the poster. Yeah, the
1: poster is one of the best that I've seen in a a long time. Like whoever, I don't know, I love what Nicolas Cage is doing though. Like as far as his movie selections, he just does like weird shit, but he's doing like, weird good shit now to where as like as opposed to like the early 2000s mid 2000s Cage where he was doing like uh, like Wicker Man like the Wicker Man shit and like you know just like it seemed like he was picking like awful movies and yeah. now people I think like have a kind of like a grasp of like how far he can go and like he's just doing like truly bizarre shit like Mandy and you know all this other shit that I like love color out of space
0: did you watch uh willie's wonderland
1: yeah yeah i dug that too it
0: was it, it was okay i i think he was the best part of the movie uh, mm-hmm. which was cool that he didn't have any dialogue yeah but i i struggled with i guess the direction of the movie but i think mm-hmm. like you said he does pick some really off-the-cuff kind of roles now yeah and Yeah, I think that's pretty cool that um, he's doing. He's staying in the genre and he's kind of uh, branching out and going into this. I I mean, I don't know if it's going to come out in the theater. It's from uh, RLJE. And and I think they usually release straight to uh, VOD and Blu-ray, which is fine. Mm. Um, So I don't know. I I think I'm going to check that out for sure. And speaking of checking out some stuff, you mentioned The Night House coming out. Um, Technically, it'll be out over the weekend by the time this episode drops. But yeah, um, you going to check that out?
1: I absolutely am. Yeah, I think um, theater experiences like I know uh, COVID's kind of ramping back up a Delta variant and shit like that. Um, But like theater experience, horror experience is like a special thing to I know a lot of people listening, you know, pretty, probably pretty much everybody that's listening to this, like theater horror experiences are a big deal, you know, seeing that movie in the theaters with your popcorn and soda and shit. Yeah. But because, so I'm going to try to get out like this Saturday and go see that. Um, I was, this actually got me thinking, what is, what are some of your favorite theater experiences? Cause I know like this got me thinking. Um, because I saw a Cavity Colors poster for, uh, Freddie versus Jason. And I remembered how lit that fucking movie. <laughs> was. It was though. It like, was great. It, Cause like you say what you will about the movie, but everybody was fucking pumped to see that movie, dude. Like I remember there were people sitting in the aisles, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we were pretty deep in that movie too. Like we, we had quite a bit of people with us. Um, Yeah, I remember that probably being one of the more enjoyable theater experiences. Um, I mean, I've cited this in other episodes, but I know what you did last summer with me and you, mom and dad, was probably like that one in Scream 2 is probably like favorite, favorite. But if I had Mm -hmm. to pick um, another one, which is, I guess I'm going to say it's horror adjacent, even though you're going to roll your eyes. Uh, But it was Avengers Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And we saw that movie five fucking times in the movie theater. (laughs) And i just i love a superhero movie that's nihilistic and mm-hmm. and i hadn't gotten that really like from the newer marvel stuff and so i was like i was just like so joyful leaving the theater watching everybody's like tears and like so sad that like all of their <laughs> heroes had died yeah. i just was like feeding off of that energy like this psychic vampire and i was just like loving it Um uh, it was just funny because once the movie ended people were like wait what
1: so, and it was and
0: the people we were with were like pissed and it was just funny, um, but I think uh, for me um, probably one of my earliest memories of going to the movie theater I think it was maybe my first movie uh, was uh, the Rocketeer. Mom had taken me to Ooh. to go see the Rocketeer in the theater, and I I remember um, I don't know if you remember the Gumby toys. But oh yeah, dude. They they kind of like are just one stretchy little like action figure.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I I had gotten one of those and I took it to the movie theater uh with me and I had like you know, we had taken in like snacks and stuff and it was just me and mom. And I was just like I don't know, it was just like one of the most like I was like, wow, this theater is so big. like the screen is so big and like all this stuff. And I think that was like my very first, like at least mem- remembering like what a theater experience was. But what about you? Like what, um what's, what are some of the ones that stuck out to you? Uh,
1: so I remembered Freddy versus Jason that stuck out for me. Um, I remember going to see the Matrix movies with Rob. I remember we were uh, in this, we got denied entrance like several times, but like, we, uh, we went to see Matrix Reloaded, and it you just gotta find that kid that, like, doesn't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kid that, like, is working there, and he's just like, yeah, whatever, go see the movie. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we found, like, we we went to see those movies, and Rob and I are still, um like, big fans of those movies, like, as far as, like, even the second and the third one. Like, I love Matrix Reloaded, yeah. the soundtrack, you know, everything to has to do with that movie um so that comes to mind and uh texas chainsaw massacre the remake uh comes to mind actually because i remember uh I, I don't know i can't remember if we went for a big group with that one too but those opening credits of like the um like you know the camera and stuff you know that down like that it's overplayed now but back then like yeah. you know back when that came out man it was like creepy
0: oh yeah yeah that was a that was a uh, I really loved that Uh, remake and Mm -hmm. it's probably one of the few remakes that have done such a good job of like expanding uh the 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 whole texas chainsaw experience and that movie in the theater was a lot of fun uh, especially like the ending when it's just like so crazy with like all of the different like set pieces that she's going through and like the music and yeah that was a cool theater experience um
1: another one that came to mind just now was um and we're, we're talking about remakes a little bit, is, like, The Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh, yeah, that, that was perfect. Seeing that was killer, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's cool to, like, look back on, like, those really big movies. Because, you know, when you're in the theater, you're watching an opening weekend or whatever weekend, and um, you just don't know the amount of success it's going to have until much later. And uh, seeing, like, The Hills uh, Have Eyes, like, that remake, that was a huge movie, too.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I've just been talking about horror, but the absolute biggest one was, uh, without a doubt, in my opinion, The Dark Knight because, like, the stuff that happened with Heath Ledger and stuff, yeah, um, it it, it was, like, everybody was, like, uh, everybody knew going in and sitting in that seat, like, that you were just, like, witnessing, kind of witnessing history, really. Yeah. You know, it was just, like, a weird feeling, you know?
0: Yeah, and then there's also those experiences where – Um, you lay in the middle of the aisle crying to go home because your aunt and your mom are watching Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fuck, when is this ship going to sink already? Um, And then
1: the, the worst one was probably for me, like my worst experience. I, and I even texted you and Rob, I think. And I was just like, I'm about to just like put a bucket over my head for the rest of the movie was um uh, that Marky e. Wahlberg um uh Transformers movie. Oh
0: my god.
1: <laughs> I was about to just put a bucket over my head and just sit there. <laughs> you know,
0: those movies are those movies are so bad and I mean I like Bumblebee. I think it was good enough, but
1: yeah. every, it was
0: like every time one of those would come out, I'm like, "Damn, this is this looks so cool." maybe it's better than the last one. And then every time it would be like even
1: worse. I think we talked about that. Like I can't remember if it was on horrified by friends or what, but we were like, we were talking about how we shit on the series so much. And then they released another trailer and we're like, Oh, they're going to Cybertron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's Soundwave. Yeah. Um, we're like, Oh, we're in.
0: <laughs> well,
1: even with like
0: the GI Joe movies, which have been shit so far, we went to go see snake eyes and, It was horrible, like really, really bad. And I and we and we left the theater, and I'm like, we probably should have uh, done something else with our two hours of the day, (laughs) Uh, considering everything, you know, like during a pandemic. Um, But yeah, I mean. You know, regardless, it's just so much fun to go to the theater. I think that's like oh, the, the the point that we're both trying to make is um, when you can and when you feel safe, especially now, um, definitely try to support it in the theater. And what I've been what we've been doing more because um, we have this regal app where you can do the unlimited a month and, you know, you get like discounts on like snacks and stuff and all that. And so we actually end up buying snacks because they're a lot cheaper. Um, Cause it just, it just feels like we're supporting um, a business now versus before we're like, okay, let's sneak in some Taco Bell. You know what I mean? So now it's like, well, we're thinking of things differently now, which is kind of cool to see people working in in the theater again. Um, So Mm -hmm. definitely support that. Um, So we, we, I'm going to piggyback off of the Batman talk earlier. Uh, There's been a couple uh, announcements from DC entertainment. One which I did not expect to ever say this out of my mouth. Uh, Danny DeVito is actually writing a penguin story for DC. Um, (laughs) um, He obviously appeared as the penguin in Batman return from 1992, which is the best Batman movie ever. I'll fight you about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The, it's the series is called Gotham city villains. Anniversary giant is what it is. And it will be featured as part of a larger anthology bringing together who's who of comic book storytellers to celebrate the villains of Batman's rogues gallery. Uh, Batman's villains, I think are the best. And I'm going to go on record for saying that. Uh, Oh yeah. What do you, uh, what do you think about that?
1: So I like, I'm ready for that, man. Like I love this nostalgic look of, um, like uh it seems like people are starting to and it, listen I, I get that they're beloved movies but like especially Batman Returns like I feel like that there was growing up there was this like thought that Batman Returns was like the lesser of the movies or whatever and yeah. I think that, that that has like uh rightly shifted as like this is one of the best holiday movies of all time this is one of the yeah. best sequels of all time like those soundtracks you just like especially Batman Returns that um that Danny Elfman soundtrack dude like I I will get in the mood and I'll just like start playing that like the Selena transforms song off that soundtrack. Yeah, I know your um our buddy um uh crap, space in his name um, yeah. Anthony James or um, oh uh, David James David James yeah I'm sorry yeah. about that David <laughs> <laughs> I know David James gets into like soundtracks and stuff but I, yeah. I was wondering uh, chime in in the comments if you dig like the the Danny Elfman Batman stuff but yeah that that stuff man i'll like i'll be cleaning the house or whatever and i'll just like put that soundtrack on and it's like it's haunting it's beautiful like that opening it's like a like that opening of batman returns is like a almost like a silent picture kind of stuff, but yeah. Anyway, Danny De- Danny DeVito's return to the Penguin as far as like writing it and stuff. And did you see the cover? It's like the penguins with the little bombs on them and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm
0: pretty I'm pretty excited. I, I I like um I like the idea of rediscovering Batman eighty nine like in the comic book form. And I haven't gotten those issues yet, but I'm more than sure I'm going to end up buying them because I do love that iteration of the Batman verse and because. Because that verse is going to be featured in the new upcoming flash movie i think that it's probably going to blow up again with more of it uh you know reaching more people that that other generations that haven't really discovered that batman so uh, i think it's going to be a really cool uh thing and i'm glad that he's writing it because i'm interested to see like what that's going to end up being mm-hmm. if anything it'll just be a nice collector's issue you know
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah, um, like, it, just think about the iconic shit from that movie, dude. Like, the theme. Yeah. That that, that Danny Elfman theme. The, the suit. Like, the suit is fucking perfect. Oh, it's
0: classic. The black and yellow. It's super the, classic. The,
1: the Batmobile. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, and if you look at like all of the the apparel that's out there, like that symbol is from the Batman '89 Batman mm-hmm. Returns movie. Like that uh, black and yellow classic look, um, it's not from the comics, and so that's mm-hmm. what I love about that is its lasting appeal to people. And you're absolutely right about the soundtrack too. I mean, it's one that you can. Uh, wedge in there for your holiday uh, listening list or your party and just have it like in there sporadically and and make people guess like or wonder what it is because it it is really cool music um, if you don't know where it's from.
1: I think that's one of the um, like and that's one of the like the my favorite types of um, and you know it's no secret that we're both Batman marks, man. I I love Batman dude Mm -hmm. Um, but I love Batman in the snow like yeah. I, there's something about that and there's a scene in batman returns when he's walking watching the penguin um and i think the penguin's like going through the papers of the you know the elites of gotham or whatever yeah and Batman's watching him outside the window and like talking to alfred and driving through the snow right <laughs> that scene is so awesome dude
0: yeah it's just a, it's just another uh i guess scenario or setup for a hero that hasn't really been shown like that sort of snowy setting um mm-hmm. you just don't expect that from a from a hero movie like to see that and even like on the batman animated series like the 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 episodes where it's like christmas or snowy or mm-hmm. whatever i always thought those were, were some of the best episodes of the show too uh, with <laughs> mr freeze and and his wife but yeah i uh, and I, of course we love all of the Schumacher movies, both Schumacher movies, but um, there's just something about those Tim Burton Batman movies that, um, that are just, they just are so good. And it's like the gift that keeps on giving. And speaking of Tim Burton, um, he has uh, the Wednesday, he's doing the Wednesday Adams TV show uh, for net. I believe it's Netflix. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm curious to see what that's about, because uh, I think that he could, come up with something really cool it's been a while since i've really enjoyed much from tim burton so i i hope going to the adams family universe he might be able to uh, play a little bit more with like darker elements but with some of that comedy in there
1: mm-hmm. yeah like uh in it, to be fair i haven't seen a lot of his newer stuff either like i think the last one that i saw was uh, dark shadows and i didn't mind that like i thought that was kind of fun it, it had a yeah. pretty cool soundtrack but yeah like yeah, that w- that would be cool to see him um, return to something darker. So it's like um, it's Christina w- Ritchie as Wednesday, right? Uh,
0: no, it's Jenna Ortega. She was in the Babysitter, and um, Catherine Zeta Jones is going to be Morticia.
1: Uh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah,
0: yeah. There is another Adam's Family something that is. I think people are advocating for I don't know if it's a, a movie that they're doing. I know they're doing another animated movie which I actually kind of liked the the last animated Adams family movie they did. I I wasn't mm-hmm. sure I was going to like it, but it was cute for, mm-hmm. you know, a dark little animated movie. Um but yeah, I don't know. I I think um I think it's a lot of a lot of exciting, you know, DC uh, news coming out. One more that I'll mention is Catwoman is getting her first very her very first animated film. Uh, it's called Catwoman Hunted, and it is coming out next year. It's going to be anime style. Um, I, I like um, what DC does with a lot of their animated movies they're really usually um, either rated R or even the ones that are PG-13 are, are pretty, uh, pretty serious in tone. And so I'm pretty excited to see what they're going to do because I love Catwoman. She's one of my favorite characters in DC comics. And I think it's been way overdue for her to get her first animated film. So I'm definitely looking forward to that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Um, I'm so behind on like animated movies and stuff, but the, DC always brings it, you know, uh, Brings the shit, man, when it comes... Like Gotham Back Gaslight, I liked, and um, they always do great work on animated features.
0: Yeah, the ones that I've been waiting to get... Uh the long Halloween part one and part two. And those part two just came out on Blu-ray. And I know that when they usually do a part one and part two, like they did this with Superman, um, they usually release it all in one uh, mm-hmm. seamless movie with like a collectible. So I think I'm going to wait and try to get that long Halloween uh, when it comes out like the that. But um, yeah, that's another, another new release that I'm looking forward to. So I got uh, two
1: real quick ones. Um, yeah. I didn't know if you thought, but the Candyman Fright Rags t-shirts collection. Yes, from uh, yes. dude Those are so cool, dude. I'm like, I'm trying to restrain myself from buying them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're really they're cool. So killer. Yeah. Yeah, I like the one that has him with his rib cage exposed, and he's like in the, uh, it looks like the trash pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that one's pretty classic. So, yeah, I might get, I might pick up one of those.
1: And then the second, the second little one was, um, Uh, John Carpenter releasing a new track off the Halloween Kills soundtrack, which was called uh, Unkillable.
0: Yeah, that was good. I listened last night. Did you listen to it?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's killer, man. Like that breathing in the back and shit, just being into the track.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, the movie, I I don't know where we're going to be at in October with what's going on with the the variants, but I am praying that – the, the, the theaters, you know, stay open and people just go back to wearing masks again mm-hmm. in the theaters, because that's one that I've been like, I know a lot of our listeners have been too. you have uh, cannot wait to see that in the movie theater. It just looks like one of those big uh, horror epics that that we're going to get to see.
1: And even like, even if whatever you think about the movies, like the fact that we're getting like uh, John Carpenter original soundtracks again. Yeah is amazing like that last the halloween 2018 soundtrack is awesome
0: oh yeah yeah i mean i think uh that was one that before the movie came out i just had it on my playlist and it was i would listen to it um when i would like every fall like since since the movies come out i always pop it in All right, Travis, so I'm going to, uh, Throw out a couple new announcements um, and feel free to uh, interject. Uh, the first that uh, I've been looking forward to and been hoping for, that's been on my list for uh, prospective releases, is the Killer Party Blu ray that Screen Factory just announced. Um, Killer Party is a 1986 Canadian uh, supernatural slasher film directed by 80s horror fan favorite, William Fruitt. If you don't know who William Fruitt is, you need to make that change because he has lots of cool horror movies. Uh, Spasms, uh, Trapped, Funeral Home, uh, Blue Monkey, AKA Insect. Killer Party is I think one of his most beloved uh, horror movies. Uh, It follows a trio of female sorority pledges who unleash a demonic force after participating in an initiation ritual in an abandoned house on their university's campus. Um, This is one that is very quotable. It has one of the best, (laughs) speaking of soundtracks, uh, it has one of the best songs on a horror movie um it's just a really all-around fun chaotic mess of a slasher movie um what do you think about this are you picking this one up
1: oh yeah and um was this one out on dvd prior or was it uh just a, like a DV- dvd r yeah so uh
0: Warner archive i believe put it out on a dvd r like a legit dvd r and that's the copy that i have here um mm-hmm. it has not been released on any other format Um, until now. And I don't know if, I don't know what's going to be loaded on it because I think there's rumor that there is an uncut version, but I don't, I don't know. I know that um, the movie is, if you watch the movie, it is all over the place. Like it's a slasher. It's a, it's a night of the demons kind of ripoff. So I don't know if the uncut makes that any different but um i love i love this movie it's probably one of my favorite slasher movies from the 80s um oh yeah,
1: oh, yeah it's a great one it's a great one it, it deserves a uh, a better release you know it deserves an actual uh blu-ray release <laughs>
0: and the and the if you don't remember the song these are the best days of our lives these are the best days yeah, so that song rocks and it's on the soundtrack and you should go listen to that immediately after this episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's, uh, so that's a, that's an exciting announcement and Scream Factory also one-upped it with Deadly Friend which is directed by Wes Craven. Oh yeah. Its plot follows a teenage computer prodigy who implants a robot's hard drive into the brain of his teenage neighbor after she is pronounced brain dead. The experiment proves successful, but she swiftly begins a killing spree in their neighborhood. It is based on the 1985 novel Friend by Diana Hinstel. Fans have since started an online Twitter thread for release the Craven Cut for both Deadly Friend and Cursed. Yes. So we need those immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was reading a little bit about Deadly Friend and how it had changed and... They said that uh, the famous old lady from Throw Mama from a Train, which gets the best death in this movie and probably one of the best deaths in any horror movie of all
1: time, of all
0: time, the basketball (laughs) head explosion. Um, I guess there were different ways that she died in the movie and there was a different ending. There was like this huge elaborate dream sequence that Wes Craven had. And so Wes Craven had a lot of issues uh, with uh, the, the the production team at the time. And I guess executives were telling him, you need to add gore, you need to do this, you need to do that. And so a lot of the gore that was added to this movie are, was actually not in the movie at all. Uh, it was more of a tragic, um, like a romance um, sort of a thriller. It wasn't the horror slasher that we got. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was, I've not read the book, but now I'm curious to read the book to see which, version was more i guess um in line with the 1985 novel um what do you think are you a fan of the movie
1: oh yeah it's kind of like one of those weird um forgotten craven movies like he has a few more like one of them that people always forget another one uh, along with this is red eye with celian murphy and, yeah. um, which i I thought I always thought it was a killer movie. And uh, Deadly Blessing, which you know is one of my favorite movies of all time for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's because I of the ending. <laughs> yeah <laughs> since I saw that movie, dude, I'm like, okay, this is one of the best ever. But like, yeah, this is kind of like Deadly Friend is kind of one of those movies that like, I think people forget about a lot or just like lump into. Like, the, uh, the basketball death, which everyone knows, even people who haven't seen the movie, because it's, like, a GIF and all kinds of shit. It's, like hilarious. Yeah. But, like, it's kind of one of those, like, EC comics, like, almost, like, weird science kind of tales. And uh, I, I've always loved it for that. Like, and I would like to see, like, what it was originally uh, supposed to be. So, like you, I would I would be interested in checking out that novel.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. And I remember uh, watching it as a kid. I like cried because I thought it was so depressing at the end with like BB the robot and like her. And it's just a really like sad uh, sort of a fairy tale kind of uh, movie. And I'm really excited to pick that up. I'm glad that uh, it's getting some love. I already have it on a Spanish release, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm definitely going to get this one because this is going to be the one that has like all the extras and potential um, unrated cut. We're not really sure what the details are on that um all right so was there were there anything uh that you noticed that's uh, being released or um anything that you picked up or anything that you want to shout out i got a few that i picked up but i'll let you go ahead and talk for a little bit
1: all right so i have quite a few things that i've picked up recently let's start with the non-horror first and then i'll uh i'll end it with the with the with the horror here since this is a horror show so the first one is a comic book by uh Daniel Klaus. Have you read any of his stuff? I think he he did this one. He did um he does like a bunch of bizarre ones, but this one is Ghost World. Have you ever read Go- or saw the movie of Ghost World? Uh
0: with Thora Birch, I believe. I I did watch it when it came out, but I have not read the comic.
1: Yeah, so this is kind of cool. Like, and this is a little uh a little outside of my wheelhouse, um, but it's kind of like It's very Gen Xy, kind of like reality bites, you know, like that kind of era, and um, it's very, very cool because, like, I I love like it's a story of like two um, teenage girls and they're like two best friends, and it's just like them like, uh, making fun of everything and, like, you know, just shitting on everything like teenagers do, but I felt the, uh, like, the, the dialogue between the two teens was, like, really, really realistic yeah, and, like, hilarious, you know, just them making, like, you know how teens are, especially during that period. It's, like, kind of everything's stupid to you and, like, you know, the world doesn't make sense and stuff. But it's really, really funny and really, really good. But I had to throw that in there because I'm currently reading that. Um, and then I have excuse me i'm gonna clear my throat so rob our brother rob who you need to have on here to talk i do about, yes because so he got into vinyl recently and stuff so you need to that's your little alleyway to get him on here um so he got me a do holy diver Uh, Z2 comics put out comic books uh, that are based on like classic rock albums or written by rock groups. So this is Dio, Holy Diver. And it's basically just, it's written by Steve Niles with art by Scott Hampton Uh, comic book guys will know those two names. Um, And basically what they did was adapt the, the album, you know, that song, Holy Diver and, you know, rainbow in the dark and all that stuff's on that album. And basically they just went through and wrote like a story that like, uh, it was basically the story of the album and it's killer, killer art, man. And they're, they got them in like comic book shops everywhere, but I had to throw that out there too, because it's really, really well done and like super killer. Like the, the, the horror one coming out is, uh, King Diamonds, Abigail, and that's out this October, Oh, but nice. that one looks amazing. Yeah. Um, Dan Waters actually writes that the guy that wrote the new, uh, Hellblazer and, um, for a black label dc black label Yep. so my horror ones and this is something that i know that you're going to dive into once you read about it is the Rewinder die book series and it's from unnerving press or unnerving publications and it's like throwback 80s 90s horror like a they even write on the back of it like um like basically Movies and stuff that you would find in the video store, like because the cover just like, you know, catches your eye or whatever. But I wanted to, the first one is midnight exhibit and that's the first one in the series. And it says, um, so it says a throwback horror anthology for a new decade. A wealthy couple drunkenly ditch their car and a strange low uh, tow truck driver regales them with off-putting stories, stories relating strangely to their personal lives. So this features short fiction by Stephen Graham Jones, um, Philip Ficassi, which is another great writer and Renee Miller. But that's the first one in this. And then they did like little kind of novels, novel uh, novellas. And I have Haley Piper's Benny Rose, The Cannibal King. Um, And one that I knew that you would dig is Kevin A. Lewis, The Cat Creeper. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that sounds awesome I'm intrigued
1: (laughs) so this one reads it was supposed to be a fun tour of Vermont visiting historical sites shopping for antiques but for a group of tourists it turns into a waking nightmare after becoming stranded in a blizzard they take refuge in a mansion owned by reclusive author Taylor Crane the elderly writer appears odd but harmless his cat isn't his cat has become something else (laughs) (laughs) the monster wants to make the unlucky guest its next meal now the tourists must fight to the death and survive the cat creeper's bloody wrath
0: that sounds amazing
1: yeah, so uh, this is book 13 in the Rewinder Die series. It says, imagine your local movie rental store back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Remember all those fantastic covers. Remember taking those movies home and watching it all as the stories unfolded in nasty rainbows of gore. Remember the atmosphere and textures. Remember the blood. So that's kind of like a teaser for this series. But they, there's like all kinds of wacky titles and shit. Like that one that I sent you the other night, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, like, about a detective uh, chasing that pop killer.
0: Oh, the pop (laughs) star singer or whatever?
1: (laughs) And he has to learn how to dance to, like, catch the pop star killer. (laughs) That should be a movie. (laughs) That should be, like, a Brian De Palma movie.
0: (laughs) Ooh, you're you're talking Brian De Palma, and that's on one of my lists here. I'm excited.
1: Ooh. Uh, So let's hear what you've been getting.
0: All right, I'll start with books, and then I'll uh, I'll end with De Palma. Um, <laughs> uh, Fear Street, uh, super thriller books. They there are three of them out that I have found. Uh, Barnes and Noble has them. I have found. I mean, you can find them on Amazon, but I, I like to go in person and look if I can. Uh, But I got, um, the first one is, uh, it's two books in one. It's The Lost Girl and Can You Keep a Secret? And then the other one is The Dead Boyfriend and Give Me a K-I-L-L. And the last one is Party Games and Don't Stay Up Late. Um, I was going to try to get... uh, a lot of R.L. Stein's Fear Street stuff, like the old books, but I thought these were a pretty cool deal at 12 bucks uh, for two books in one. And uh, so I picked these up. Um, I'm, I'm going to start reading them at some point. I thought they would be a really cool, because I think like you and I, and maybe there's other listeners, our listeners out there that read like this too, but I'll start like novels and stuff. But I also like to read like short stuff, like in between. Mm-hmm. And um, so this, these just seem like something that you could quickly read in like a day or two and just be done with the story. So, um, so yeah, I recommend those. Um, back to earlier in the year, um, I'll I'll switch to Blu-rays. Um, I reviewed a movie uh, for my website called Stay Out of the Attic. It's from RLJE and it's now on Shutter. Um, it is pretty cool if you like urban horror from the 90s and you like uh,
1: Nazi-inspired mutants. <laughs> so uh,
0: I think you'll dig it. Have you watched this yet on Shutter? No,
1: but that sounds right up my fucking alley.
0: It's really a lot of fun. And if you look for it on Shutter, I think it's the title on there is called Stay Out of the Fucking Attic, um, mm-hmm. but they released it on uh, Blu-ray and it's to stay out of the attic. You can find it really cheap. Um, I did pick it up uh, because I, it was one that I enjoyed. Um, I got the screener, a digital screener and I enjoyed it so much that I was like, yes I, I can't wait that, uh, to pick it up when it's physically released. It is, uh, it's pretty fun. There's a couple uh, people that are going in to do some renovations on this house and they, um, they uncover a, uh, all these secrets with these Nazi experiments essentially. And that's all I'll say because mm-hmm. that's pretty much what's in the synopsis. Uh, It's cool. It's a really fun, uh, nice, fast little uh, horror movie. I think you'll like it. Um, The second uh, title I picked up recently is a made-for-TV movie that Kino Lorber put out called Night Terror. Um, It it debuted on NBC back on February 7th, 1977, way before we were even thought of. Um, But uh, it had we ran on uh, television a lot. It was, it was one of the favorites uh, mainstays of NBC programming when I was a kid and all the way up into the nineties. And I think it just kind of got lost into obscurity. Uh, no one knew about it. And I actually forgot about it. Um, but I remember watching it as a kid with uh, mom and dad and and my mom, you know, mom, she loves like those thriller, like stalker movies. Oh yeah. And this is kind of more like that. It's more like uh, this lady. she's, she has to go um, to one of her family members house and she can't get on the plane or something happens and she has to drive and she's driving on this desolate highway and she comes across uh, a cop killer and the cop killer sets his eyes on her and it's just like this whole cat and mouse thing it's kind of like a uh, Steven Spielberg's like duel, so I think. Um, you would really dig it. I think our listeners out there that like those um, made-for-TV thriller, sort of slashy kind of things, uh, would dig it too. So recommend. I that. love that
1: kind of stuff too, man. Like, uh, what was that movie that um, Screen Factory put out where the little boy sees that killer?
0: Oh, and- uh, Death Valley.
1: Yeah, dude, I love stuff like that, dude.
0: Yeah, it's it's like that. I mean, I think you'll like it. It's uh, it's got. I like road trip movies that are like centered around something like that. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I think you'll really dig this. Kino Lorber put out a really cool edition of this on Blu-ray and um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Uh, I think um, it satisfies that appetite of it's not really horror, but it is in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's cool. So you pick that up. It's, you can find it pretty cheap too. Um, I think I picked it up for like 15 bucks um lastly um speaking of brian de palma um so body double was not officially released on blu-ray in the united states like there is like a blu-ray copy of it that is sort of like a manufactured on demand but it's missing like extras so Mm -hmm. i did not pick this up when it came out and i forgot that it actually came out um but um indicator which is a fabulous uh releasing company um, released a 4k restoration of body double and they did uh, really cool upgrades on the soundtrack. There's like an archival, like archival interviews. Um, there is a interview with uh, Brian De Palma called the seduction. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Have you watched the trailer for that movie, dude? It's yes. It's amazing. amazing.
0: It's so good. Um, and I think you mentioned Brian De Palma on another one of your episodes on horrifying my friends. And I was like, Oh, right. That, that is out, but it's out somewhere else. And that's what made me prompted me to get this. Um, I would recommend this one because it plays on any region. It's a region ABC, but um, just uh, make sure that you're actually getting that one because there is some other region B releases of this on Blu-ray out there that um, you just have to pay attention to or else you'll end up getting a region B. But um, I love this movie and it's kind of um, more horror adjacent than I would say horror. Um, Mm -hmm. It's got that trashy, exploitive thriller vibe to it with like a very small element of like slasher in there. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: I love it. I know you love it. It's one of the, (laughs) I think it's one of his best movies aside from like, you know, the obvious ones.
1: Passion. Um, (laughs)
0: right passion
1: dude passion is one of those if anybody's listening that has not checked that out and it's like you can get it for cheap that movie's fucking hilarious and awesome
0: it's something uh i (laughs) would it is it's it's interesting like when you were telling me about it and when we went home and watched it I was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't the movie Travis was talking about. And then I had to make sure it was Brian De Palma. But it did age well, I have to admit.
1: It, yeah, that movie's bonkers,
0: dude. It did, it did win me over. It just took a few watches to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's, it's sad, though, because... OK, so just thinking of directors out there and, you know, some directors have their low moments. Um, I, I think John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars is obviously his. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Wes Craven's may have been like my soul to take, but I still love that one.
1: Yeah, I think that that one's still strong.
0: I think it's really underrated. And the fact that he wrote it, I, I just love Wes Craven. So the fact that he wrote that, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Maybe passions for Brian De Palma, but, um, <laughs> and we're not even going to talk about Dari Argentos Fall from Grace. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but regardless, like, I still love them as directors and I still love their efforts. And even some of the shittiest things they can put out are miles ahead of some other crap that's out there. So I, I love De Palma. I think he's a fantastic director. I am always excited to like pop in one of his movies. Um, So I I was really glad to get this. Um, Do you have this, or do you? um, Are you waiting on like a different release?
1: Uh, So it's funny you mention that because I was looking at that very release. It's the one with all the colors at the top um
0: yeah yeah they put out um they put out some that weren't necessarily out here like they did vampires before scream factory put it out and they did a happy birthday to me which is still kind of expensive to find um
1: yeah like uh, uh, and that's one of them that i have it on dvd but i i've yet to upgrade that to blu-ray or 4k um but yeah dude i love brian de palma stuff like even like if you're talking about like per- some of the perfect horror movies ever made, like I would throw Carrie on there as like one of the. I, I still think that movie holds up and is perfect, like to this day. Like I don't think oh, that, yeah. that movie ever needs to be touched again, to be honest.
0: Yeah, that one, Dress to Kill, uh, Body Double, Blowout. Like he's just done some fantastic work.
1: Um, Scarface, like we always forgot. Scarface, that one. of
0: course. Yeah.
1: We grew up watching Scarface, fucking all the time, man. That, oh, yeah, I, I still love that soundtrack and shit.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a perfect movie. It's like a rite of passage for Latinos everywhere. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely he's definitely a director to um, make note and, you know, put in your collection. Um, yeah. So that's really all I've picked up, which is which is enough for me. Um mm-hmm. Aside from that, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, obviously, a lot of the uh, new announcements that Vinegar Syndrome is is going to be making for September and, of course, October. So we'll definitely get those uh, out to you. Um, is
1: there anything else that you wanted to make note before we close out the show today? Uh, no, man, I think that's everything. Very yeah, right, cool. Just been a lot of books that I've been getting. Not, not many movies, but we'll see if yeah. that changes by the next episode we get.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so... Uh, this week, we're going to be putting this episode out, which is going to be new news and uh, the collection uh, spotlights. And then uh, look for, on Thursday, uh, I'm going to be bringing Gabriel back for our review of Jack in the Box Awakening. And that is a up and coming UK uh, based horror movie set for uh, January 2022, which is so scary to say. Um and we are excited to bring you that and later in the week. So, aside from that, um, thanks for all your feedback and uh, contributions to ideas for the episodes. Um, we are always happy to um, hear your thoughts on social media. Uh, you can find me at Fatal Follower on Horror Amino. You can find me at, uh, or you can reach me at Fatal Follower Presents at Gmail. For um, reach out to me about any feedback you'd like to about the shows, or if you have any questions um, or anything like that that you'd like for me to spotlight on one of the episodes, I'd be happy to answer any of your questions live and on one of our recordings. Um, Travis, where can we find you for your uh, podcast?
1: Uh, at horrifying my friends on Instagram and Facebook, and at horrifyingmf on Twitter. Uh, you can also send me a line at Travis Bar on Facebook or uh, Twitter. I think I'm on at Matt Captain Creature, uh, but yeah, I'm always willing to talk about horror movies. I love I love talking about horror movies and yeah, superhero stuff, anything really, comics.
0: Yay! All right, so all right, listeners, uh, be well, be safe, and keep digging into those horror treasures. Take care. Thanks for stopping by. Your follower presents...